Hello, everybody. It's Friday night. It is weekender time, and Turian Fest is upon us in a big way. On this week's show, we've got a ton of stuff to get through, but before we get into that, we have a prize from Sarissa Precision to get you inspired and making some Turian for the festival that is October. To be in with a chance to win one of three £50 vouchers for Sarissa, you need to comment on this video on tabletop.com and put a link to your Turian project for Turian Fest 2023. Got that? Make a project, put a link in the comments on this video on on tabletop, and then sit back and profit. Now, sit back and relax because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Weekender. I'm joined once again by Justin, Ben, and Shay. Hello. To take you through a gentle hobby meander. Mm. We're ah. all very gentle, calm. <laughs> October's here. Terrain Fest yeah. started. Everything yeah. started. There's so yes. much. We should probably show people what started. I think that's correct. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's what TV's all about. Otherwise, it would just be radio. <laughs> so, uh, first thing that has kicked off, we are into Shattered Grounds. What's so funny about that? Um, so, if you're an Infinity player, end song, huh, thing of the past, we're now shattering all the ground as mm. uh, the O12 capital of Concilium is being absolutely overrun by people as they all attempt to get their hands on the alien tech that will prevent the uh, QAZs from going completely nuclear all over the place. So if you've not seen the War Console site before, uh, this is where they're currently playing. Uh, each of these areas are a venue that you can put battle reports into. We have news from the front uh, coming in from the roving reporter on the ground, uh, including things like mission briefings for each of the areas as well, giving you the, uh, the bluffer's guide to completing your mission in short order so they're quite yeah handy. they're very handy yeah <laughs> you, you two can yeah. you two can pretend you know what you're doing in infinity rather than just attempting to roll natural 20s all the time um <laughs> by going in here and it, you know there's the complete breakdown of what the mission is mm. what's going on mission tips for here's a good way to to actually score points in them and then how the uh, tags first how the special campaign rules will affect people so because mm. there's some of the areas are better for zero g or for aquatic or all terrain so when it comes to building your your little infinity strike forces you may want to go into specific ones so here you see nomads and ilf and there's uh brad pitt hi brad <laughs> so, so yes we have the the news from the front there um helping how-to guides are for things like how do you sign up to this site how do you submit battle reports all of that good stuff if you are unaware of any of this then it's all in there in the help and how to funny that it's the uh, answer to everything that will mark Wahlberg ever asked what? yes who where am i who am i where am i going yeah that's true <laughs> my my mind's defaulted to uh 
his rule his role as a shooter where it's just the <laughs> most ridiculous sniper in the world ever yes. anyway we'll ignore that it's a magnificent yeah. film Charles um, Belly, can we please get mark Wahlberg as a mini please Oh my God! Would so, he be Aleph? That would be interesting. Yeah, Aleph is <laughs> a sniper. Yeah. Um, but here are the each of the zones, and as you can see, they've got lovely circles. Uh, the circles are who has submitted a battle report in that area because they initially started two factions per. But you you can put any of your reports in wherever you want. So you can see here, it's still just Adriana and Pano fighting over the Orclinear processing hub uh, however the, process, yeah. the main rodan spaceport has gone oh. completely ham everybody yeah. wants a piece of this yeah. uh, as you can see combined army they started fairly well off there and i think o12 were their main competitor uh but it's just gone absolutely bizarre for it. yeah it kind of looks like o12 has just took a bit of a, a kick in <laughs> well you know maybe they haven't they've just not been Johnny on the spot got enough bat reports in, and everybody else has just sort of jumped in. Mm -hmm. um, but if we have a look here, let's have a look at the trouble with Tuha because everybody loves Tuha. Uh, here's an example of a submitted battle report from an elf player, a left blonde baron. Uh, so, bit of a blurb what's going on, what's happened. They've written in a narrative style. Obviously, it's entirely up to you when you come to do it. You can do a little photo montage and do a blue by blue sort of account. Mm -hmm. uh, but if we have a look at some of their their gameplay pictures, Ooh, pretty. So they've been doing this via the medium of one of those online things, mm -hmm. the tabletop mm -hmm. simulators. Very good. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how you play your game, uh, as long as you play your game and submit your bat reps. That's like fantasy. Like the lights on the car showing the mm, yeah, yeah, and the, the dark. Well, of course they would. Otherwise, you'd crash into people as they run across the <laughs> run across the street in powered armor, yeah. shooting at people. So yeah, uh, like I say, we are currently currently just in the initial uh, days of phase one. Mm -hmm. um, I say that actually, it's, it's you know we're coming to the end of the first week. So there's uh, two phases. Uh, the first one lasts for 12 days. Second one lasts for 11 days. Is that right? That's not right. 10 and 11. That makes more sense because it's three weeks total. Uh, so you've got a few more few more days to play around in phase one if you want to get into Infinite uh, and, and help, uh, well, I'd say shape the universe, but mostly crater that planet, I think. is the, Yeah, I think it's going to be a bombsite by gonna, the end of yeah, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But all I, those lovely buildings and all that rich architecture <laughs> uh, and then we all know he'll get the jobs for reconstruction it's all uh, it's all uh, backhanders envelopes full of credits space yeah. credits just, just waiting to see a player base go rogue and just their only goal is to make the things blow up mm. <laughs> you do tend to get that in these kind of things. it's one way of doing it i yeah. suppose one way of doing it uh but infinity is not all for october mm. the month thereof uh as i've already mentioned terrain fest and if, yeah. you, if you paid attention to me in the intro then you'll know terrain fest <laughs> um did you pay attention to jerry that's something uh, most people just skip that that's why we put yeah. these things out live now on, on premiere uh so you, so you can't, can't skip, skip me <laughs> <laughs> that's when people get up and go to the bathroom and make a cup of tea or coffee oh that's true yeah <laughs> they, they know they know they've got three minutes to get back it's like an advert <laughs> people days yeah time for a tactical wee with your brother shouting, it's starting again, and then you <laughs> leap over the settee from another room. 
<laughs> you don't want to miss it. Anyway, uh, Trade Fest. So yes. throughout the month, um, we are going to be keeping an, a beady little eye on all you people as you put together bits and pieces of terrain mm-hmm. uh, for whatever you want, whatever skip from three mil to what was Inquisitor? 70 uh, mil skirmish? 54 mil. 54 oh, yeah. mil, could yeah. be, sure. It's been so long. Whatever one you want, whatever style you want, whatever genre you want, all we ask is that you get in there and do some training. Mm-hmm. Do it to the best of your ability, uh, be it scratch building, be it painting stuff up, be it slapping together logs that you've had sitting on your floor for years and going, well, now it's a cabin in the woods. Uh, you can do whatever you want. And as you can see, we've already people in here doing a plethora of terrain-based things. And uh, in different scales, which Yeah. The six mil Grand Armée, Napoleonics mm-hmm. is quite nice. The little whittled balsa wood buildings, they've all been whittled down from balsa. It's cool. Amazing. Yeah, I'm stealing that 100% for the American Civil War. I was telling Che earlier. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, so, strange New Worlds, so alien forestries, gas really lights, cool. port backsand. You can see a variety there. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to see any while we're here? Uh, there was a port one further up that looked intriguing port on the left hand side. I don't know if there's anything important. No, no, well, further up it was. Oh, right. There oh, it is. Different port. Ooh. Port San Ecla. <gasps> to go with blood and plunder. Yeah, this is, like this is part of Bob's um, Tales of the Fluffy Bunny, blood and plunder, uh, which is a thing that needs to be seen to be believed because mm-hmm. he's, he's built multiple ships from a whole host of people. Um, Including nice. a massive, massive galleon that he said it's just too big, uh, it wins every time. He's going, but do you have enough sailors on board to fire all those guns, Bob? <laughs> I don't think you do. <laughs> so, uh, but he, he's yeah. able to do it salvo style: just fire one, run to the next, don't reload. That's true. You just keep on going. One can uh, turn. So yeah. there we have a little. That's nice. Uh, fort. American fort, lovely, yeah. laid out on his table. Yeah. Hmm. And this is the sort of, well, this isn't even all you can do with the project system. If you've not used it before, uh, you can mm-hmm. embed videos and stuff as well. So if you've got a, a YouTube, things. Um, like what the kids have, mm-hmm. then you can add extra. I like how Bob here has done a a variety of different kits. I mean, that looks like old school resin besides more modern uh, card or MDF. I think that's one of the old cardstock ones. I, I do I like the... I do like the the hack stuff he's using to actually lay out his main yeah, battlefield. It's mm. Callistra's hex system. It's very, very nice. I, I love it a bit. And at some point, I will have enough money to get it myself <laughs> and somewhere to store it as well. Mm-hmm. Look at all his jungleism. Oh, I love the big banyan tree. Look at that big swamp beast thing. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, you can, uh, you can go nuts. Uh, yeah. You can be as super detailed as you want, or you can just go, here's the finished results. Mm-hmm. Um, as you, you sort of get them done. It's entirely up to you. We we have no judging parameters. Yes, we'll create those over the course of the month. Uh, and then we'll get to the end and go, yeah, this this one because we chose it. Yeah. Surely, it's surely, most... sure, surely we'll go rule of cool. Oh yeah, it's mostly oh, whatever God, yeah. Jerry and I probably decide is the yeah. coolest thing. So yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I, I'm, so hang on, I'm not on the panel. I can't pick my project to win. Damn it. No. Yeah. 100% no. <laughs> so, so I only have to build my table again. Maybe we'll give you an honourable mention. There you go. Nah, I'll be fine. 
multi award winning Moonstone or Burrows and Badgers, then I think is probably yeah, that's probably where it's going to go. Probably K. Or if you want to get us both on board, Saga. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do something Beowulfy and uh, Dark Agey, and you may be in with a chance. Anyway, mm. um, we are we are right at the start of the month, so you've got another four weeks to put stuff yeah, together. Don't, time. don't worry, it will not come down to 100% finished project. Mm-hmm. We don't need to see that little complete tab. If you've still got work to do or things to add or whatever at the end of the month, that doesn't rule you out from winning. Mm-hmm. We're very generous in that regards. Yeah. Because I know myself, chances of me finishing anything are slim to none. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have to finish because I've got the vlog series going and people will shout at me and beat me with a bag of satsumas if I don't finish. Oh, yep. yes. That's the way it goes. That's, That's our punishment system. Yeah. 100% <laughs> correct. <laughs> Discipline is kind and gentle. Yeah. Yes. And sweet. So, we're going to have a look at, technically it's our Indie of the Week. Mm. Uh, it's a bit of a revisit, revamp, because uh, Sarissa Precision kindly threw out some prizes to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, considering it is the month of Tree and Fest, and they decided to uh, give us some prizes for Terrain Fest. We thought it would be a great time to have a look at what exactly you can get from Sarissa, mm. the Indie of the Week. Mm. Redux. Not the only Redux you'll <laughs> see on the show. Uh, so people will probably be aware that Sarissa do a whole slew of uh, MDF Terrain. We've been here before. We've looked at it before. You can see 40, 28, 2015. I remember when I first got Sarissa, and it wasn't this website. It was the original .co.uk, and all they sold was movement trays and bases. Yes, yeah. Uh, and that's that's where I first came across them. Oh my, how they've grown! Yeah, <laughs> it's been so beautiful watching them grow up over the years. Anyway, um, but yeah, you can you can get in and you can grab bits and pieces that will fit whatever game you're playing whether it's a, mm-hmm. a large scale thing so 40 mil would obviously be perfect for marvel crisis protocol um, it's, of, it's, uh, it's that it's batman that ridiculous size yeah. uh, well that's true yeah because batman is theoretically 35 30 so. something yeah. yeah you need to be painting that a lot darker grimmer oh yeah oh, just God, no, empty no. a, a pot of uh, earth shade over it. No, you, <laughs> you still paint it like this, but you just play with the lights out. Oh, that's true. Ah. <laughs> so, so hang on, you want to do it like the the Clooney one? Just put some UV paint over everything as yeah, well. That would be cool. That, that would work well. To be yeah. fair, the way Batman works is it's all based on everything's in dark because it's always at night, and there yeah, are street lights, true. and you yeah. only get bonuses if you're actually lit by something. So you could yeah. just have some little LED tea mm. lights stuck on things, just Ooh. barely illuminating the board. That that could be interesting. And then the rest, the rest of the time is just spent knocking into stuff, swearing, and then putting the lights on so you can pick up your tower again. <laughs> I do like that it's not just the buildings we're seeing here, because if you are playing Marvel Crisis Protocol, you can pick stuff up and throw it at each other. So having those ancillary bits that are in a similar style, really nice to have. Yeah, I mean, beating somebody to death with the armor truck is a great way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, Hulk smash. Hulk smash, yeah. Hulk, Hulk doesn't why just go why are there two Doc Ox in this picture? Um, uh, same reason there are two those. Ultrons in that picture, because these yeah. are multiple pictures put together. Ah. Multiverse. Yeah, yeah, fair, yeah. fair. We are getting into that. that is the bundle. Anyway, um, so yeah, they do a terrific range of a whole host of uh, buildings at various scales. We know that. 
we've been here. We love that. What we didn't really look at last time, and what I want to have a look at today, are there sort of ancillary bits and pieces. Mm. So Sarissa do a lot of other things to help you uh, when you're doing your terrain. Uh, including the likes of their stenciling systems. Oh, nice. Um, um, we'll see these in a bit more detail in a little while in another product they do. Um, but I know some people look at these and think, well, what am I going to use those for? Or, uh, you know, they're, they're good for doing sides of buildings or doing, you know, specific things, but I don't have an airbrush or I don't have an X. Well, I've seen them being used with a brush, but one of the most impressive things I've seen was actually in our project system uh, by Pete. And Pete had got his hands on a set of brick and stone stencils, things like oh. this. Mm -hmm. And then he took the MDF building that he was putting together, which was a, like a farmhouse or a cottage, uh, put this over the top and then used pre-mixed plaster so polyfilla spackle if you're in the u.s that's ah. everything pushed it across and then peeled the stencil off and the stencils are hard wearing plasticky laminar thing which means you can clean them very easily you can just you know wet them down scrub them off but it left raised stone texture wow nice mdf very that, cool that is a example of using these stencils which i think is absolutely spot on because mm -hmm. yes you can just go for the simple i'll stick it up alongside it and spray it or brush mm. it or sponge it, whatever, to get the, the mm. pattern, but actually using it to get a raised texture of brickwork and of stonework. That's um, cool. Was, yeah. was really, really nice. Yeah, and now you're thinking with portals. <laughs> that type of thing, because they do have, obviously, uh, a, a large variety from uh -huh. uh, sci-fi and industrial mm. hazard markings, road markings, which is perfect for um, if, you, if you've got various types of road typey things to lay mm. down however another thing they're absolutely cracking for is and i've done this on my bot war miniatures is painting road markings on the bases mm. so that you have the sense of scale of what what they're on so you know a very simple way a lot most plastic bases come with that texture on them yeah give it a quick black wash over a gray dry brush and then stencil on some mm. road markings tarmac. and all of a sudden you've yeah. got tarmac and mm. it's taking you no time at all to do it and that is a lazy lazy thing to do and i love it to bits i was that's also amazing. thinking you say you're saying about using that stencil on the built on the wall of a building mm. but similarly to what you're saying here with basing use it for making bases as yes. well as yeah. long as it's deep enough that's well yeah, i mean if it doesn't matter if you, doesn't you use the, the spackle the, you get the very small rise that's all you need yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah if you use the spackle for some of those manhole covers i think you mm. could get something very very cool looking yeah that'd be really cool and it? you don't want it to be too heavily modular, modular no, then your because then your model's yeah. going to yeah. balance or teeter-tot on the top yeah. of them in an unusual mm -hmm. way so yeah uh, how just, nifty uh, is that oh, yeah I, I mean 100 i'm stealing it and uh that that was my idea <laughs> you all heard me say it was my idea <laughs> for copyright jerry 2023 oh, yeah, don't worry yeah. about pete he didn't do it, it wasn't wasn't him um and obviously there's a, a whole variety of actual real stencil type stencils really cool um mm. which are a really neat way of branding buildings especially if you've got a load of their old west stuff so you can you know like right barber yeah. surgeon or saloon or whatever on the front of the building yeah uh, or if you're doing something nice. like a, a military encampment figure yes. out some of their anachronisms so you know mark out your mess hall and stuff yeah 
Yeah. Just write "Go away" in big white letters. <laughs> no soldiers here. Promise. promise. <laughs> you leave now. Bye bye. <laughs> see, I'd love to see more of those lettered ones in like more different types of fonts because I think you could also do like some cool graffiti stuff with them. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure, sure they will. Um, another thing they do is wallpaper, and also Sarissa have a. Uh, a variety of tutorials about their right. kits on their YouTube channel um, via the, the medium of March attack, uh, showing how they, how they get used. And these are, again, a really simple but effective way of adding additional detail, mm. especially on MDF kits that have, you know, green or flat surfaces. So you might get some brickwork on the outside, but the interior doesn't have much. And you Usually go, well, what am I going to do with the yeah. interior? Well, yeah. what if I instead um, decide to, to throw down some wallpaper and a couple of carpets? In fact, I mm. think it shows the carpets in this one quite nicely. If I go to there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, go ahead, glue. He's glued the carpeting down the stairs as well, which That's is a cool. sign of madness. Um, <laughs> but you just lay them out because you know that a dividing wall is going to go in there and you yeah, know the outside yeah. wall, so you don't have to be hugely neat. Um, mm. It also goes into what grade of paper he's using. I think it's like an 80 gram um, paper, so it's so, relatively, relatively thin, but you can, I mean, just buy the cheapest paper you can out of your local big supermarket, Tesco's, Littles, whatever it happens to be, and you'll mm. discover that it's probably... 80 gram or less anyway and uh, mm. you don't want quality paper because quality paper's thick uh, unless you're doing something specific like maybe a through rug you should make some nice through rugs do mm. some tasseling with a little pair of snips and getting the into other thing stuff. as well because it's quite thin if you're trying to make a distressed building as well you can peel it back once you've got it on so it'll mm. look like it's been through the walls oh yeah just been through yeah. the walls yeah. um but yeah goes into a lot of uh, detail about actually i mean most of us would just go stick it down and then just go cut 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 and then you end up with like big bits in the corner and stuff. So the explanation of how you even cut it out, make sure that you, every time you're cutting from a corner, not into a corner, and then go in with like an emery board and, or a file and just um, buff away the, the excess to hide it. Uh, it gives a really, really nice effect. I mean, look at those, mm. look at those awesome wallpapers. Mm. Wallpapering houses. I did this once for 15 mil years ago, and it was a pain in the backside to find wallpaper. I'm just saying. <laughs> just, I mean, well, what was that? Second edition Flames of War, so ten years, twelve years ago. Oh, trying to find, along those lines. Trying to find fifteen mil wallpaper or patterns that would look like wallpaper to put on the inside mm. of a house was a pain in the backside. Anyway, so they've now done it, mm -hmm. uh, which means you can lay your hands on a whole slew of different digital packs. And every now and again, you'll see in here. There we go. There's one. Uh, little free ah, packs, so free Roman mosaic, the paper signs for your Wild West buildings. Well, that's mm -hmm. just awesome. Um, we like you. The mosaic ones are quite fun. And I'll mm -hmm. tell you what I did with these myself because I am, you know, awesome like this. Um, I did a jerry can ages ago about doing Ripley flags, you know, put it, mm -hmm. putting oh, yeah, a, yeah. a PDF or an image into something like Photoshop or Photop which is the free version that you can do in your browser, and then adding ripples to make it look like the cloth was bending. Mm -hmm. Well, I did exactly the same thing with these, except I got pictures of, of speculative light on water, and then it, it rippled the tiling, and then I cut them out and put them in the bottom of little pools and fountains. 
and then just put a layer of of um, gel over the top, nice. so it looked yeah, like yeah. the water is reflecting the the light mm-hmm. across the the bottom of the pool. I'm just saying, it looked nice. Okay, and you'll never see those because I have no idea where I put them. <laughs> they were in a box with a lot of gangs of room stuff, which Lloyd is still refusing to build for me. By the way, people at home, you should yeah. really put that in the comments. I've seen some lovely yeah. aspirational photos at the on the Sarissa homepage. It's just mm. you, need, you need to get him looking at that, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But again, even with the the Wild West signage you have there, putting that onto like the side of even modern buildings and distressing it. Mm. Could look very good. He could be building be all cool. of this for me. Yeah. Oh, it's yet, so pretty. And yet he's not built any of it. He's not built one. I've built more than he has. This is not how, rich. How, how much do you own? Uh, a lot. Asking for a friend. Quite a bit of it. <laughs> all right. When they were releasing Gangs of Room, they went, we'll, we'll sell you room for like four or 500 quid. And I went, yeah, just send me that then, please. Shut up I'm and take saying, my money. And then I'm just, just saying to Justin it. knows how to build MDF train really well. Maybe you can get Shh, Justin. Silent your fool! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, within the within the rest of the, the, the sort of the range, then they also have tiling packs. So it's just things that you can nice. do a little bit of extra detailing with mm. uh, just to just to nudge your yeah. uh, buildings up the next step and if you're building a lot of scratch terrain um as i'm often want to do sometimes mm. you know you can build quite a lot out of foam core and balsa wood and then just use things like this to to push them mm. as if it looks like it's been a block kit then so you're you're yeah. taking some of the stress out and i'm not having to cut individual shingles out yeah avoiding the the tedium of cutting roof tiles yeah i mean there's nothing worse than having to cut a million shingles yeah. Oh, no, this is this is a cool idea for giving your your HDF buildings a bit of a, a glow up. One hundred percent. And speaking of the other thing, I want to draw people's attention to is the guide to making and painting laser cut MDF model kits. TM very handy. <laughs> uh, which I mean, if if a company is going to do something book wise, uh, then you know. Definitely stay in your lane. Uh, and they've just gone, what do we do? MBF kits. What do we want to do with them? Paint them. Okay, let's put that together. <laughs> now, as a weird coincidence, for the entire month of October, which is when that terrain fest thing, what we are running is running, they've actually running this at um, half price. So you can pick up the PDF for mm. a tenner. Uh, and I think you can pick up the book and PDF for the regular eighteen ninety nine oh, cool. uh, yeah. together. So that's throughout all of October. Nothing to do with us, but I'm claiming it because we're doing train fest <laughs> and that's happy for train. So you know, bingo bongo, you put those things together, and what have you got? Us. Mm. That's what you have. Um, and to give you a rough idea of what is in there, by rough I mean not that rough. I've got a copy. Sneaky peek. Yeah. Uh, so right off the bat, I particularly like, I'm starting with the forward, and I know most people skip these, but this speaks to the people behind Sarissa, uh, and I just love it bits because I have a sneaking suspicion we're of a similar uh, breed and age. Uh, so when he was young and only one meter tall, museum and model shops were wonderful places. Uh, but as you get older and get further away from the, uh, that feeling by getting taller. It's all about the same height as the TV. It was a bit of a dull affair until Captain Scarlet and Thunderbirds came on. So the writing style in and of itself 
is a, a very tongue-in-cheek and yeah. a bit of a, a delight just to read through where they were coming from and how they got there. However, uh, get there, they did, and in a big way. So after our foreword, they go into some fantastic detail about things. So this book is 130-odd pages long. Wow. Okay. So it doesn't skimp. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes people, especially if, if all they've been working on is plastic, um, a lot of the, the new generation of gamers have come in via the medium of things like Games Workshop, where every kit is plastic, miniatures are plastic, buildings are plastic, trees are plastic these days, it just all is. And then they suddenly branch out into other things and then come across resin and metal and MDF. And there's the fear. Mm. This will take the fear and kick it squarely in the nuts. Um, so <laughs> it goes through everything that you may need, <laughs> may want, don't really need, might be handy from glues up. So what the glues are, how they work, which are best, various tools that you may want to get your hands on, how you can use them, um, all the different types of paints, applications and sprays. And even, even talking about pens for so make sure you can line things when you yeah. need to get rid of the and, uh, stuff. I, yeah. I do remember I did have a youngster in the store one day turning to me and saying, yeah, I bought some metal miniatures, but my glue's not sticking it together. And I was like, what glue are you using? This? And he held up a pot of plastic cement and it's just like, <gasps> yeah, you know, if they don't know any better. Oh, I know. Um, because it doesn't doesn't say plastic cement or plastic glue. It just says glue from GW yeah. these days. They, they took all the other names away. So it was not mm-hmm. to be looked like lad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, after that, I mean, like I say, there's a whole slew of stuff here from uh, two basic guides, one painting it all with a brush, one painting it all with sprays. And then after that, you can get into some more, um, not complicated, but... Slightly uh, more technical stuff. Technical yeah. stuff that's broken down a variety of ways, like how to do planks, uh, how to do different effects. That might be handy for somebody who's painting a load of Wild West stuff <coughs> in the not-too-distant future. <coughs> uh, don't, know who, don't know who that could be. And it could be anyone, anyone at all, who wants to paint some Wild West buildings <laughs> who got a lot of planks on them. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's great. If we skip on, like I said, we would revisit this. I'll have a look at stencils. So we're not going to go through the whole thing. But here they have a text section oh. on using their stencils. And these are, like I say, this is how you would expect to use them. If you've got an airbrush smashing, if you don't, um, you can do the Lord's own work via the medium of masking tape and a big brush with lots of bristles. Uh, you know, you can get a similar effect. Um, like I say, or use pre-mixed polyfiller. Bish, bash, bosh. TM, Jerry. Um <laughs> Of course it was me. Of course it was me. Uh, and things like, they may say and hear about the posters, um, but if they don't, I'll give you this little tip for free now. When you've cut out and glued on a load of posters that you've got, uh, if you want to make them look aged, uh, you can either go in with a little bit of like a very fine sandpaper, or, you know, when you've got like a label on something and you wet it and you rub it yeah, and it sort yeah, of yeah. starts to ball up, do that around the edges and it looks like it's sort of wearing into the brickwork. Oh, that's a cool idea. Just so it looks less set on and more an actual poster that's been stuck there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So either of those work, either sand or or wet and scrub. Uh, Just be aware that you will, obviously, if you do it too roughly, you'll get into the underlying (laughs) paint. You will destroy your poster. Yeah. Well, I'm not worried about destroying the poster, but (laughs) I'll be more worried about having to repaint the stuff beneath it. Well, that's true. Mm -hmm. Um, And then even things like 
breakages. And this, this happens to the best of us. Mm. And the best will in the world, occasionally, you start cutting all the little sprue gates away on your MDF. And then after a while, you go, you know what, though? You know, oh, I think I just push these out. Push, push, push. And it. And then something snaps. You go, ah. Or you go, that's not a sprue gate. That's just, oh, sorry, that was a sprue gate. Oh, no way. Actually, it was part of the train. Yeah. Uh, no, the, yeah. the one for me is the, the door hinges you see on a lot of kits with the little uh, hole. And it's got like less than a millimeter of wood holding the outside of the circle on the long edge. And it's just like, dink, damn it. <laughs> so, yeah. So I like, I like that this has been included. I mean, it is the a very thin wood. It's not, yeah. it's not impervious to man's uh, inhumanity to man. And wood. Have big sausage fingers. So, yeah. so actually having a bluff, you know, a little guide in there going uh, mm. really simple, glue it, align it, use tape to align it and then clamp it in place like a splint. Uh, and then just walk away, come back, whenever it's dry, because PVA will do the, the Lord's own work to fix that for you, rectify that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, very cool. I think this is a, an absolute stunker of a book. And I was completely unaware that they'd done it. I knew about that because I, I follow the YouTube channel and I, um, mm-hmm. and I lurk anyway around Sarissa to see what they're up to, because you know, what else am I going to do with my time? But at some point they released this book and I completely blanked on it. And I don't know how that happened. But I felt it worthwhile showing now it we to know. you today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, if you win one of those vouchers, you could get the book for only a tenner by Grabthor's Hammer Water Savings and still have 40 quid left over to spend yeah. on stencils and paper and stuff. So what I need to do Decorate is I need to make a, a separate account and I need to yeah. comment. No, no smurfing on, it, Dan. Comment on Tabletop and... <laughs> Then I can make my wild west dreams come to life. Yay. <laughs> good. It's good to have a plan. Let's see how that works out for you. Yeah. All right. Speaking of wild west, I think it's time for the news. Coming to you from the center of northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the news. <laughs> all right. We are back with some news. And I told you. I told you, Ben, that we'd be looking at some Wild West stuff. Yay. Rate Escape Games. Oh, my God, yes. This Creators of Dead Man's Hand have announced an upcoming Uh, Kickstarter, uh, I believe, for the end of October, uh, as Dead Man's Hand Redux is coming to town. So, for those unaware, Dead Man's Hand is a... Skirmish game set in the Old West, and it's very much film-themed. So you play multiple scenarios to complete a game, and you play them one after the other, uh, and it goes like Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. Act 3 is the big climax, uh, and depending on what you're playing, you may have a couple of models for the first scenario and maybe three or four for the second, and then finish off with a big full-on gang fight. Um Dead Man's Hand's been running now since 2013, so 10 years on, they've decided to go back and have a look at it for a few reasons. Uh, They've decided to go with Redux to keep that movie feel in the air, which makes a lot of sense. Um, And if you already play Dead Man's Hand, it's not a massive sea change. Uh, It's sort of a a tweak. Errata's and FAQs have been folded in. 
things are being a, a little bit more streamlined and the cards that the game plays with are getting a bit of a revamp. So most will stay the same, but there are some that were so situational that they never really got used. Right. Uh, a, a prime example being dust in your eye that removed somebody's aiming. Um, now dust in your eye just removes the shot altogether, meaning you're much more likely to use that card because uh, of people, especially if, if your opponent happens to guess that you've got it, then they just don't aim. Uh, so, you know, losing a plus one modifier on a D20 roll, not really great in the grand scheme of things. Um, mm. But losing a whole shot, well, that's a bit more telling now. Yeah, it's so a bit it's, more ouchy. It's just little things like that. Um, there's talk that they will be going in and doing um, some tweaks to some of the gangs. So all the gangs work in a similar format. You've got your um, boss, then there's a gun hand who's your best fighter, and then you've got... Um, the, the sort of the, the gangers and then the the lowest level of of chaff at the bottom so there's going to be a few new um rules added to some of the gangs but not all so maybe you might see some sort of dynamite expert creeping into the banditos or things like that just to mix it up a bit uh so the plan behind this is come october uh, they will run a kickstarter to get the new starter set dead man's hand out there it will come with three buildings Ooh, these nice. buildings are plastic so they already do a plastic wagon which mm -hmm. is great they do plastic gunfighters one mm -hmm. and two cowboys cowgirls mm -hmm. the plan is to add i think another 11 kits they said over the next few years wow and nice. those kits those kits will be anything from new plastic gangs to buildings or other things so maybe i'll get my plastic plastic cacti maybe <laughs> I, I don't know um but you can see here this is one kit made three times uh -huh. and if we have a look the kits themselves look very robust with nice i mean fairly chunky details similar oh, to yeah, the wagon yeah. so you can just throw a wash on and dry brush the living bejesus out of it and it's mm -hmm. done um the internal wall there sort of moves around so you can make that space as big or as narrow as you want. Leave it out altogether and then maybe use two walls in another one of the buildings. Because mm. um, through the Kickstarter, like I say, 20 models in the box along with three buildings is what they're starting with. Depending on how they go, that may change. Um, there's talk that one of the sprues of uh, gunfighters will be a new sprue. Mm. Um, so we'll have to wait and see who that is going to be. The duck boards come on the, the sprue as well. So I'm not mm -hmm. sure how many, if that's all the duck boards from all three sprues together to do a whole thing, or if there's enough to do around a building. Um, mm. If there's enough to do around a building for, for one kit, that would be insanely good value. Mm. Um, but as you can see, things like the duck boards are separate. The awning slash porch is separate along with the stanchions there. So um, you can have it with or without, which just allows a lot of variability. That's and, a really um, great idea. Yeah. Battle I, would, I would hope to see them do like a second story in these as well. Well, Battle Bunker HQ uh, sat down um, and had a, a sort of a, a live stream uh, last week, uh, which is the bottom of the article. If people aren't subscribed to Battle Bunker, you can go and have a look at that because they go into a lot more detail about their plans uh, and they also show that kit off. And that kit is stackable. Excellent. As is. Right. So you've got three, which means you could have a, a little two-story risen one. Now you will have a second door at the back if if you're just building them as flat 
models to begin with, which means mm -hmm. you may want to build a little set of stairs out of balsa wood. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see how to do that in that building. Or like a ladder. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah, or put a ladder there, <laughs> yeah. uh, like an escape hatch. But yeah, yeah. yeah so the, uh, where are we? It's that one, that one. So you can see there are like key junctions here at the corners. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, and the base has the um, reverse. So you've got like a mortise and tenon. Uh, to lock them together so when you do together stack them. Nicely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so mm -hmm. this this sounds very exciting for the old really escape games. Yes. Um, doodly Not just the fact that they're going back and, and redoing it. So the currently, if you want to buy everything for Dead Man's Hand, then you pick up the rules, which has got the card deck and the first four gangs. Then you need to get Curse of Dead Man's Hand. It's got the face cards plus a bunch of gangs then there's um down under if you want to go australian uh then you want to get legends which has more gangs and more face cards and then some of the boxes they sell have the individual rules and face cards right. in them so it was getting a bit everywhere mm -hmm. so what they're doing is first book will have um the, the sort of the core lawmen cowboys gangs and the cards it will be in the box set with the buildings and the plastics um and then they're going to be doing two supplemental books. They're not going to come out at the same time. They'll be uh, Wave 2 and Wave 3. The Good is the first book, which will contain like 13 gangs, including some new ones, because they're adding stuff like uh, Buffalo Soldiers in. Uh, and they're even adding a, a, a group called The Family, some sort of religious uh, lunatic Christians moseying around the Old West, wow. okay. screaming hellfire <laughs> and uh, and you can't leave the cult type of things. Uh, um, I drank they, the Kool-Aid. And they're going to be in the the second book, which is called The Bad and the Ugly, um, along, yeah. along with some um, factions that you might not expect. So the Pinkerton detectives are going to be in that, mm -hmm. which if you look and you're going, well, lawmen and cowboys and all the rest are in the good book. Why are they in there? It's because of the, the theme of Dead Man's Hand being very much based on the films. Mm. Um, cousin Pale Rider, uh, Marshall Stockburn and his deputies. Um, are hired by whoever's got the most money to enforce whatever law they want. Mm. Uh, and so they come in. So even though and the Pinkerton models are based on them, so I'm assuming that's oh, why they're they're pushed into the bad book because they're uh, essentially guns for hire. The, mm. the law is whatever their bullet says the law is. Um, but people who back the Kickstarter will be able to help shape what's going to go into the box and sort of the plans for the way things are going to go whenever it you know obviously hits retail but there's a very short turnaround time because they're already working on the tooling and design for a lot of the stuff so october end of for kickstarter march april for delivery oh wow, wow very speedy yes yeah. uh so if you fancy going the old pew, 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 pew. i mean i i would love to be able to play this with the hatfields and the mccoys I mean, there's no reason why you can't. Mm -hmm. You know, the, all you need to do is pick two Bandido, Desperado, Cowboy factions, whatever one you think fits best for them, mm -hmm. uh, and then just go to town. Because um, I believe there's going to be a baked-in campaign system in the rules, which was Ooh, nice. the campaign system was in Legends. Yeah, Legends. Uh, so it's it's going to be in there at the the get go, but yeah, uh, tempting, you, very if, tempting. Oh yeah, if you fancy fancy playing some old west, it's it's probably my well, it is my go to. Considering I'm looking at my lawmen right now on my painting table getting painted, I'm, I'm like, oh, oh, this sounds good. 
Yeah. Ben, why haven't you painted us, Ben? We're sitting here right here, Ben. Why haven't you it's painted us? Because I did us? the bandits first. Uh. No. Oh, shame. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So keep your eye out. And like I say, there's um, there's a ton of more information in that uh, that live stream from Battlebunker wow, HQ. So, so if, you, if you're keen to find out more, uh, including a lot of spoilers being dropped about all sorts of things that it probably shouldn't have been dropping, uh, including um, the Chicago way uh, for the Ooh. gangster stuff as well. Uh, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you can check that out too. Lots of fun stuff coming there. Lots yeah. of fun. All right. Mm-hmm. A life on the ocean waves, Ben. Yeah, so uh, moving from the Wild West to uh, a dystopian age, uh, we're looking at a new massive uh, star set coming out for Dystopian Wars uh, later this month, towards the end of October. Uh, so this is going to be a new set for you to dive into that allows you to play as either the Union or the Sultanate in your games of Dystopian Wars. comes with new ships and all sorts of fantastic extra bits and pieces to get you going in the game, which is very cool. Um, so... Um, as I say, great start set for you to get started. It mixes together the sort of um, aerial stuff with some of the naval bits and pieces. So you have quite a lot of flyers, as you can see in there. Mm. But then you also have your traditional ships as well. On the side of the Union, they're going to be getting themselves the very airship-looking Excelsior Heavy Air Cruiser, which is very Excelsior. nice. Excelsior. on the left there. <laughs> uh, and on the other side of things, a Sultanate to get themselves the Lyceum-class aerial dreadnought, which looks like something that has been crafted by didn't i aliens, see that stargate maybe. yeah <laughs> uh, that that looks like they've went to antarctica and been doing some nasty stealings from the enlightened well it jerry, was actually jerry gift- you should be outraged it was actually gifted by the covenant which is quite nice i suppose so <laughs> rather than it being stolen i suppose at least it was given us a lovely present and there's quite a few of them apparently that now float around as part of the sultanate collection mm. um, but this is going to give you all the bits and pieces that you need for getting started as either of these two factions in the game so they come eff- effectively battle ready for you to play out of the, the box which is always good to see the other thing that's quite nice about these is that they've made him uh mercenary factions as well mm. so you can dive in and obviously they have these keywords of the union and the sultanate there but if you wanted to then go off in different directions with your fleet of choice so maybe for example you were drawn by you know playing around as the british or whatever like that or you wanted to go off in a different direction maybe you wanted to do the covenant of antarctica then you can sort of bolt these onto those forces mm-hmm. and use them as additions to that which i think is quite nice um, the other thing that they've done with this, and it's something that I like seeing in the various sets that War Cradle have done for Dystopian Wars, is that they've got this nice little sort of fortune and glory style campaign built into the uh, the box. So you play through that and you play through the storyline, which I think is quite nice. And that's where you've got all the extra bits and pieces in there. So you've got all the objective markers and um, cargo and stuff to go on land. And yeah, it's just like this, the, the little... Yeah, um, yeah dune crawlers. Dune crawlers, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I wasn't the, sure if that was water or sand for a good minute oh, there. Oh, no, definitely, definitely sandy yeah. sand. So they're bringing in some nice little elements there for sort of, you know, nice boarding elephants and landing and all that kind of thing. I think it's quite nice. So, and, and taking of different things on land stuff. So it's interesting that this is having you have both land, air, and sea all baked into the, the one starter set. Mm, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see where they go from here, obviously, when it comes to new stuff. But, you know, War Cradle are always bringing out fun and interesting new expansion packs and things for the various... It just looks packages. like a flying bomb. It, it does look like a flying bomb. <laughs> well, if you look on the very top there, the command deck, that looks like that could separate and become your escape hatch or your <laughs> that, you know, yeah. escape yeah. pod. Oh, hey. Whenever you just go, yeah, no, we're out of ammo. Just yeah. crash the thing. We'll take the escape pod. We're grand. Or you just it, sit slim pickings there. I was going to say yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tilt it downwards and away it's you good go. times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so this is the new set. As I say, Fortune and Gory, that allows you to dive in and get everything. You've got the rule book and everything in there. You get all your cards, you get all your dice, you get your tokens, you get your measuring sticks, everything you need to start playing the game, which is always nice to see. Uh, on top of the starter set, which mm-hmm. comes with all that all that goodness in there, there's also a couple of additional sets that they're going to be bringing out. So yes. one of these is a new terrain set, which is the icebergs and glaciers one. So if you're looking to make things a little bit more uh, dangerous on the tabletop, we know what happened to Titanic, <laughs> uh, then throw these into the mix. Obviously, you could just fly over these, I suppose. But <laughs> if you are, you are ship, yeah. yeah, if you are in a ship, beware. Um, I, mean, I if, guess maybe if, an automaton could just smash them. I suppose. But, if we end up getting that set on the tabletop, Jerry, sorry, mate, I'm taking the union. Oh well, there we go. You're going to have to play as the Sultanate then, Jerry. I suppose. I've, I've painted a mountain of crown. Uh, <laughs> bolt them on. I'll, but I'll yes. teach you bloody rebels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the terrain set there for for people who want to play in sort of uh, colder climbs. Mm. And then if you want to go off in a different direction as well, and you want to bring in the Nordic flavor of things, and there's also the Scandinavian sports squadron at the same time as well. So uh, quite a few big bits and pieces coming out for Dystopian Wars at the uh, the end of the month. Mm-hmm. As I say, if if you've not dived into dystopian wars in the past, it's a pretty good, good reason to do that. So, oh, I hate the torpedoes. <laughs> I'd say, I mean, they're very simple things like the little island set, but when you're playing a naval engagement, just having yeah. impediments in your way change things massively. massively um, yeah. Either having to work out where you're going to deploy your fleet or how to get around them, especially mm-hmm. if your opponent has a lot of flyers or something where they can just ignore them. Mm-hmm. I think. The submersibles can then just dive under, dive, dive, dive. and ignore, mm. which they can't do with the islands, I believe. So, <laughs> so they do fun. tend to go all the way down. They do so, go yeah. all the way down. Yeah. It's one of my earliest memories asking questions for looking at the weather report. Was do islands float? Do you go. It's just like that at the top. If you watch this morning, then you would you'd be forgiven for saying that they, you know, that they did because you know. That guy ran around on those floats all the time and everything was moving well, around. That was, all over the place. that was true. Yeah. <laughs> leaping, <laughs> leaping from. Uh, yeah, yeah. Scotland and he only fell in once. Yep. So. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was always good, clean family yeah. fun. Because most people were just tuning in to see whether or not he fell over. So. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so many people are not going to have any clue what we're talking about, but there we go. Uh, so. <laughs> sorry. There, there is YouTube now, and I'm sure there is a clip of it there somewhere. Probably. Go hunting. Good hunting. I imagine there will be. Right. Uh, news out of Osprey mm. for fans of Undaunted. Ooh. We've had Normandy, so we've mm-hmm. done Western Europe. We've had Stalingrad, but Eastern Europe. How North Africa? North Africa, Europe. And then we went Battle of Britain, fly Europe. Uh, so I think everybody was expecting Pacific next. Yeah. Uh, and then Osprey went, curveball. <laughs> We're going to Jupiter's moon. Off to Jovia. <laughs> Exactly. So, Undaunted yeah. 2022 has been announced, uh, reuniting Dave Thompson, Trevor Benjamin, and uh, Roland McDonald, the illustrator. Uh, and you're going to be jumping around on uh, the fourth moon of Jupiter uh, in Callisto as you attempt to stake a claim uh, for the mineral rich resources on Callisto. So, ah. mechs mm-hmm. and uh, uh, rumbly things. With Rockhound on top, screaming that he doesn't want to go home because he owes the owes the mob quite a lot of money. Uh, I imagine that's pretty much going to be in there. <laughs> um, so, 
Uh, Don't know about any new mechanics yet, uh, mm. but considering how they've always explored the mechanics rather than just go for straight reskins every time, they've always done something different, whether it was dropping down to individual um, men in North Africa for more yeah. close squad-based thing or uh, adding the campaign system for Stalingrad. Uh, they always iterate um, mm-hmm. rather than just go with a, a, a more generic, um, here's the same game multiple times, with different sort yeah. of feelings. So I imagine we'll get something, whether they're working on the principle of zero G or the type of weaponry, or I'm not sure what. No, I was thinking low gravity or maybe something close yeah, in on the Mecca. Yeah, um, Cause it's, I mean, it's slightly bigger than the uh, moon. Mm-hmm. It is a moon, but slightly bigger than our moon. I'll put it like yeah. that. That's better. It's bigger yeah. than our moon, so the gravity is going to be low. Mecca could be interesting because mm-hmm. with um, North Africa, obviously they had different piloting positions within one vehicle. Maybe something a bit more in-depth vehicle-based could be the way they go with this one. Well, perhaps be, you could do something with like modular loadouts. So as you're playing through the game, you maybe hit a loadout station, get to mm-hmm. tilt out your weapons, change them out for something more appropriate to your current situation. Yeah. yeah, it'll be fascinating to see what they do. And the whole time I'll be thinking of Outland with Sean Connery, um, <laughs> dealing with striking <laughs> miners. way to go. Yeah. Yep. It's the only way to go. That's how you deal with striking miners, you do with them. So, yeah, um, announced this week, obviously, Osprey Essence. We may see more information come out mm-hmm. uh, either after the weekend or early next week. Uh, but it's, it's due uh, early next year. I believe 2024 early release. Uh, so yes, fascinating to see where they go and exactly what they do up there on uh, Callisto. Mm. And uh, I hope they do I, re- return from from their adventures in space. There <laughs> will they come back to the Pacific or will they go off in different directions? I guess that could, could, could yeah. go either way. I'm 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 sensing from I mean this is just a small thing but I'm sensing from the, the vast use of hexes maybe we'll see more hexes <laughs> being used I mean it's very sci-fi yeah so that would that would be very yeah. interesting to see obviously but uh, I, I think as you were saying I think I'm very attached to the idea of what they do with mechs I think that's a really fun direction to go especially if I had not thought of the idea of them having crews mm-hmm. like in North Africa because that obviously makes a massive amount of sense playing around with that and sort of Managing a little bit more of that kind of thing, I think would be really, really fun. I also try something with orbital deployment. Oh yeah, because that could because be, you know you have to be yeah. on a ship to get there. You've got a support ship in orbit. Yeah, because a lot of the stuff, at least in the sort of original sort of sets of Undaunted, you'd start in one location, you'd have to branch out and stuff with scouts and things like that because yeah. of the movement forward in technology. Maybe you have a little bit more freedom of where you deploy and things. That could be very cool. Well, it yeah. might be something along the lines with what to do with the command cards within your current decks, where in this you'll have a command card in it that allows you to deploy from orbit. Could do. Yeah, yeah. Could so do. your command and control will probably be different. But yeah, can't wait to see it. I am excited. I will tell. If you want to see more of Undaunted, myself and young Shabo there have been um, fighting the good fight or the very bad dice roll fight in Stalingrad. <laughs> So, oh, we can't oh Shay, no, no audio, buddy. Oh, dear. Silenced by the interwebs. That's probably because he was telling lies about how terrible <laughs> I am. Uh, t- sorry, Shay, you've, you've got a Red Army gag order on you. Probably not much of a left, is what I was saying. Oh, there we no, go. Well, no, there is, there is 
probably not a huge amount left. Um, you can go and have a look. We've got a playlist for that up mm -hmm. on the yep. YouTubes. Uh, so you can see us play from the start of the year uh, when fresh faced, we went in Stalingrad and now 10 months on. Oh Lord, we wish we grizzled veterans, grizzled, yeah. grizzled veterans hanging together. What's no chocolate left. Yeah. With with all the PTSD, mm. no smokes um, left. Terrible. But, but we're ramping up to the big finale, which should should weigh in around uh, Christmas time. So oh, nice! You'll be able to see yeah. you'll be able to see us juking it out for control of Stalingrad as well. It'll give you a good idea because they all use the same deck building and command and control system. All of the Undaunted games. So mm -hmm. It'll give you a good idea of what you may expect, mm -hmm. and then they'll subvert your expectations by making a dice roll roll and write game. Nobody would see that coming. <laughs> Undaunted rolling right, yeah. <laughs> right, enough undaunted. Uh, we're going to take a look at something a bit more down to earth mm. um, and Empress Miniatures and uh, Iron Duke have released some new COSA. Um, so, this is a fascinating period. Anytime I think colonial wars, I always get distracted by either the Boer War or the Zulu War. But there were yeah. quite a lot of various conflicts between various European colonial powers in uh, sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, and this is a new set of figures uh, to add to the Koza um, from Iron Duke. So Empress, Empress sell them. Uh, Iron Duke do the heavy lifting with the uh, Design and research, I think is probably mm -hmm. the best way to put it. Um, so a couple of packs. Uh, first up, we have our command pack and casualties, uh, a 2-4, if you so will. Um, so you can see, obviously, we have a proper leader mounted on a, a scruffy little step pony uh, and being advised by the man there. And, uh, and then a whole host of poor unfortunates who have been shot up. This will this is what will happen if you don't follow my commands. <laughs> Pretty much exactly that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there obviously if you're going to be multi-basing things, so my Zulu are all based uh, on fours with some singles for removal. Um, right. But depending on the game you're playing, you might want to multi-base, and then occasionally I throw a, an odd casualty onto those bases of four just to break up the uniformity. Um, mm. But at the same time, you can also use them as casualty tokens, uh, and they've all got the Koza. Uh, um they like metal bands that they wore around their their midriffs uh, so that's what you're looking at there the little cruiser bands and then obviously the the headbands and feathered headdresses to mark sort of veterans and uh higher ranking members thereof um there's also a set of um veterans which are i think the afemakosa um and they're in the main armed with Asagai, multiple Asagai, obviously supply your own stabby beers. One guy at the end's got a club, a little knobbery. Uh, good luck to you, Skipper. And then this, the Koza, if you look for, for images of them, they often would have a shawl or some form of robe or cloth carried over one arm. Um, I don't know whether it was a sign of status, uh, but it makes it for a very distinctive uh, leader model then if you just go in and just do like a lot of geometric designs and patterns oh, on this right, little okay. there's a little cloth cover there as well um, but mm. otherwise say a, a variety of sculpts um to get your eight man pack of veterans all with those big beautiful plumage big feathered mm. headdresses i haven't seen any with the massive huge ball of ostrich feathers yet uh, i'm not saying they're not there 
I bet they'll be coming or they'll be somewhere well, deeper in the they, range. They, yeah, yeah, they may they may be lurking somewhere else. Uh, mm. There's also a skirmish pack, so armed with both Asagai, again, there's that shawl, uh, and then a variety of additional supplementary weapons. So you can go for um, some armed with Asagai or some armed with rifles or a mix thereof, depending on how you feel. Uh, mm. I believe a lot of the, I say rifles, I believe a lot of the weaponry was musket. So, um, Slow fire, yeah, top loading uh, weaponry, but they did have a, a considerable amount. And as far as this, I mean, the Koza wars go because I started to have a wee nosy around. Because, like I said, it's one I hadn't paid much attention to. Mm. Um, the Zulu war gets all the headlines, big and flash and brash. Koza uh, and their various wars, of which that these are perfect for mid eighteen hundreds which would be like the seventh or eighth Kosa War. There were nine of them. They lasted for about 80 to 100 odd years. So it's a much more expansive series of little wars than the Zulu, very short and, short and to the point. In fact, when the Zulus were doing their expansion prior to the Zulu War, they obviously displaced a lot of tribes from lands that they were taking, which meant they ended up being pushed into their territory and the Kosa ended up fighting a lot there. So you get a lot of... Um, a lot of warriors fighting on both sides in the conflict as well, both with European uh, settlers and against, depending on on where they were being shunted to, because sometimes right. they would displace themselves and, yeah. and you know, given land in places where it would force them to be a buffer between other warring tribes, and they had no choice but to fight on the colonial side. It's absolutely fascinating mm -hmm. period. And if people want to know more, like I say, even though these are supplied by Empress uh, Iron Duke, um, do the miniatures themselves. Uh, they have a ton, as you can see here, historical notes. So Orange River, the Anglo-Basotho conflict, uh, the weapons and dress. So that's that's the one that these coups would go into. Right. And it gives you things like the order of battles wow, and okay. uh, also the dispatches. And then uh, there's like huh. a, a potted history as well on another page. So really in-depth research for some of these uh, conflicts that we don't really hear much about, um, but it explains how they got to the position they were in and, and who was fighting who, where and when. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think that's absolutely cracking that's information. Really yeah, yeah. yeah. If anybody's interested in, in exploring a different period um, of, mm. of one of Victoria's little wars, uh, then definitely worth checking out that. Litania uh, wars. Yeah, the, the <laughs> Anglo-Bathsuto. That's I mean, multiple warriors, single warriors, Monosoto, I think. Anyway, let's not get into that because I don't speak that language particularly well. <laughs> I'm sure I'm, that's not how any of it's pronounced. Um, but yeah, uh, worth checking out the mm. range from uh, from Iron Duke and Empress. Uh, it's extensive and they obviously have the um, Boer and British colonial uh, trips as well. They there. do. Um, yeah. So you can pick and they choose. They've also, uh, emperors have also been building up a very, very nice uh, Russian Civil War sort of revolutionary type thing mm. going on there. So make sure to go and check that out because there's some really fun stuff in that one and even more to come. I mean, who would have thought it? Empress make great miniatures. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's madness, absolute madness. It'll never yeah, catch yeah. on. Yeah. Right. Uh, we have a final bit of news. We do. It yeah. comes about the Pit Lord. Yeah. So, um, 
a lot of we talked about uh, Black Sight. I think it was last weekend when we looked at their stuff for Hametsu, which they're doing, which is their awesome sort of demon hunting samurai game. But one of the nice things about what they do as a company is that they tend to work with lots of individuals to create fun and interesting designs and smaller games. Mm-hmm. One of those designers is a, guy, a chap called Malev, who has done a really fun little micro game that we looked at. Um, uh, a few months ago now called doom ship which was uh mm. kind of like your f- sci-fi doom slayer dude uh walking through a ship slaying demons and hoping that they can escape through the uh the the use of pods mm. um but in this one uh, malav has taken the core concept of what doom ship was all about and changed it into a little bit of a cosmic fantasy adventure style game that you can dive into so in pit lord which looks heavily inspired by those kind of like classic films that a lot of people know yes. <laughs> Screams uh, brawn of frazetto yes yeah. very much so yeah you will take on the role of the combatant which is one of those chaps that you can see there so a yes. big muscular chap with a mighty helmet and an even bigger sword and you'll have to fight your way through the megalithic megapolis because mm-hmm. of course uh, on the planet of Batul uh, where you have been taken hostage uh, and the whole sort of theme around the game is that it's a sort of small micro game for one player to dive into and have some fun with a little bit like Doomship was as well you will fight through three challenges and then by the end of those challenges you will then go up against the Pit Lord herself which is the lady that you can see there on the right hand side um, and if you best the Pit Lord then you have managed to escape from the planet and you get to go off on your jollies and have some fun that's probably not what's going to happen. You're probably going to die. Going to or die. you're going yeah. to get shoved back into the tunnels to do it all over again, which would probably be the way that I think S- most people Sting from June is going yes. to come and scream at you until yeah. you die, which is what's <laughs> happening there. I will um, kill so, him. So the nice thing about the game as well, as well is that, so I say you've got those three kind of challenges that you have to go through. Yeah. Uh, they're all randomly generated via that's a sad. series of 12 different scenarios that you play. That's, that's such a cool one. Mm. Um, so you'll get each of these three challenges will be randomly generated. So that's where you sort of get the replay value in this, where you'll go through and see if you get easier or more difficult challenges, depending on where you go. The starter set, or the start box for the game, I should say, sorry, mm-hmm. comes with, uh, you get a combatant, you get the pit lord, and then you get these three individuals, which are some of the foes that you're going to face. What's one of the nice things about the game, though, is that you don't necessarily have to be confined to what miniatures black site produce. You could pick up whatever you want, which I think is a great way to go. Cool. Also, just like with Doomship, um, for Pit Lord, they've created this fun little modular set that you can pick up. So whenever you go into a new scenario that you need to play through, it'll randomly generate the room that you play on. So you could just play this off graph paper if you wanted to with miniatures on it, or you could just use standees. Yeah. Or you could pick up the little uh, MDF set that they've done there, which comes with things like crates and extra terrain and the traps that you can see in the wall. So you've got the you know cutting blades and all sorts of different things like that, which I think is quite nice. If I'm playing this, I want this. Well, yeah, I think I think it really adds to the feel of it, I think, having something like that. And then, of course, you've got the miniatures on it as well. So if you get all the things together, you can create yourself some really interesting scenarios, I think. Uh, in addition to that, they've also got Linzara the Cyclops. So she's not called a Cyclops because she's a Cyclops, because, but because she lost an eye. Ha, ha, ha. And uh, Linzara is in sort of classic uh, fantasy tropes, uh, sort of badass warrior woman who has decided that she doesn't care about leaving the planet of Batul. What she does is she she fights through her three scenarios and then she says, ha, I will not fight the Pit Lord and leaves into the tunnels to once again come out the next day and fight even more characters because she loves just killing things, which I think is very awesome. Uh, And a very fun little model there that I think, again, sort of harks back to classic fantasy films. If it comes in that... It does. 
it's never getting opened. No. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> on the side. Uh, are you are you just getting vibes of you know your old Star Wars stories going, yeah. I should never open you. New Ever. Yeah. <laughs> I I I destroyed my Star Wars toys. They all got open, they all got played to death. But Dude, you had a, a childhood. But uh, I just love the look of that. It's really cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, well then here's what... what you do, Jerry. You buy two. Yeah. yeah true. One for the shelf and yeah. one for you. But it's a really nice thing to see that um, clearly Doomship did well mm. and they thought, you know what, let's take it to the next level and let's do another game sort of set in, well, using the same mechanics but sort of playing around with it in a little bit of a different way and getting those fantasy vibes on but not in a way that would be familiar. Like, it's not a classic dungeon delve in that respect. They've really gone for that kind of cosmic fantasy thing, which mm. I think is quite nice. I should point out that I do, I had the name of the sculptor of the miniature as well. Uh, Stephen May, there you go. He's the one who's done okay. the um, the miniature work for James this. So, yeah. <laughs> I was about to ask, was he any relation? <laughs> Mate, well, we'll see if he likes trains, I guess. Does he sculpt uh, slow? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh, but yes, some very cool uh, miniatures there and a nice little set and potentially something that would be fun as like a little cool gift for maybe mm. sort of the upcoming festive season. I know we shouldn't really talk about it just yet, but, you know, something oh, like that would be really fun for a gamer to play don't around. Don't worry, the adverts so, have been on TV since yeah, that's true. August. Yeah. I went to a garden centre uh, over the weekend that had a uh, tunnel of Christmas already. So there we go. Uh, I'll leave you on that. On that. That's a happy note. <laughs> I think we should take a swish. Okay, we're going to take some 3D printing into the spotlight. Oh. And we're going to be looking at primal hounds. Yeah. Doggies? Dogs go with? Uh, yes, lots, like of, dogs. Lo lots of dogs. Uh, well, no. So I have recently been uh looking at making another 40k army because i can't stop myself mm -hmm. and combat troll is a great way of doing that uh and so i wanted to do space wolves and one of the things that really annoys me about space wolves is that they haven't had the treatment that uh the likes of the black templars have had over the last couple of years where everything is basically just well you just got to use the old stuff oh great fantastic so all the stuff that you i i should be using because you put it in the box all those primaris what am i meant to do with them Oh, just leave them as they are and just paint them grey. That makes them space wolves. Well, that sounds like a sodding bad idea to me. <laughs> so that's why I looked over at Great Eye Studios. Thanks, thankfully, after watching uh, Eons of Battle do a fun video about this, actually. Uh, but this is uh, their selection of offerings for making space wolves look freaking awesome in uh, in Warhammer 40,000 and what I'm going to be using for making my combat problem stuff. I should say, Bam. I have all of these things as physical products. I have them over there. I can see them. Oh, look, there's a big pile of shoulder pads and helmets. Ah, wonderful. Look, there's um, one so of the I ones can... he has over there. Yes, there you go. Look, that's one of the models that I've made and I've done it in Jerry Vision, so it's nice and blurry. <laughs> that shows motion and speed. Exactly. He's charging forward. Charging forward and sweeping his yeah. sword. Uh, so everything that they do... People. Everything they do in the Primal Hound set is scaled to use with your space means and all that kind of good stuff. And they have done some very, very cool bits and pieces. That's a head shape. Oh, yes. Is it? Yeah. It says there. Oh, <laughs> I can't read. So they've done heads, banners, shoulder pads, shields, all sorts of different weapons. 
belts that you can attach to the front of your models as well. Mm. They've done capes and cloaks. They've even done uh, a whole series of little tiny icons and things that you can throw into the mix as well to add onto these. And essentially what it does is it takes what you have from your sort of classic Space Wolf kits that you might remember from sort of like Grey Hunters and Blood Claws and that kind of things, mm -hmm. and then builds them up and turns them into Primaris level stuff, which I think is quite cool. You've even got horns on your helmet so you can do things wrong. That's I mean, heresy. It, yeah. It does. Anytime I think about this, I do think it was probably a bit of a culture shock the first time the Primaris Space Wolves met the Space Wolves and went to Fenris. And it's just like, what? Yeah. Why, is, why is everything so different? Oh, we, God. Did not, we did not get the dress code. <laughs> All you do is drink and eat. Yes. Sign me up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, um, those, those are ideal if you want to do uh, Lost Company because yeah. they, they kept bash their armor from whoever they murdered. Yep, in the warp yep, while well, they were so. lost. So yeah. you just throw a couple of chaosy looking helmets in there, which is yeah. good. Always oh, got a spectacle helm. Sweet. And that, interestingly, is the way that I've gone with this. So I'm going to be making 13th Company stuff, which requires me to have some sort of slightly weirder, quirkier stuff going mm -hmm. on in terms of their arms and armor. And so I went with this to kind of build all the different sets of stuff. Well. Right. I think it's quite cool. The other thing that's really nice is that they've done stuff that works quite well with different sets. So you've got lots of kits that work very well for when you're making your kind of standard intercessors and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But then if you want to make uh, Reavers or Hounds of Morkai and all that kind of stuff, they've done heads which just have the sort of rebreathers and stuff on. So you can go down that route and play around with that. Their shoulder pads are awesome. Mm. They have got like all the Warcraft vibes. I mean, that one, uh, I'm pointing at the screen. Yes. Totally useless. But the one with the like... The horn over the top as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, so yeah. for the horde, <laughs> uh, which I think is very cool. Uh, and then they have basic ones as well. I mean, who cares about those, right? They're cool. Like seeing ones with battle damage on them. Yeah, yeah. So they've done some really nice bits and pieces in here for basically making it so that your space wolves are as badass as anything. Um, I should point out this is like a, one of the campaigns that they run on my mini factory, and it says that there's two days left on this, mm. but. I've been able, I managed to pick up all the stuff from Only Games as a physical pledge. So you basically just go over and get the pack and it arrived within 10 days. So if you are tempted to get your hands on the, uh, yeah, that's the exact site. So I picked up the uh, physical pledge pack. You can see there on the, on the left, but you can do the core set as well if you wanted to. And then I got the ancient armor pledge and then combined that with a uh, sort of cockpit uh, sort of cover thing from another seller on etsy and i'm going to use that to make my invicta tactical warsuit into a little bit more of a badass looking model without the little weird baby carrier thing on the front i guess and see so see that by the time people watch this if you're watching this live mm -hmm. there's about five hours left yeah on this campaign. go 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 um but i assume that's because they've got a few other things thrown in here so they have something from yeah. daka daka store has been added mm -hmm. Uh, they have uh, some painting guides added as well. Yeah. From there's one of them there from um, yeah. El Ministura. So there are a few bits and pieces, as you say, throwing the mix. Uh, there was a, a couple of the different options that you saw there as well. It mm -hmm. didn't come in the physical thing. So, you know, the like Valkyrie helmet style thing. Right. That yeah, wasn't yeah. in the, the set the that I got. Thor. So mm. that's one of the things that you'll be able to. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things you'll be able to pick up from this campaign as well. So, yeah, very cool. Mm. Very good. I should have to point out as well that, I mean, that also is very nice, I should say. And the quality of the stuff that I got from Only Games mm -hmm. was pretty on point. Uh, like, I've I've looked through it. There are a couple of little supports here and there that are still attached, but otherwise it was all cleaned up really, really nicely. Yeah. It's gone together very, very well, and there's very few sort of mistakes or anything on the, on we, the kit. We've so. got a, 
a bunch of them in the studio that they mm. they give us to have a look at and uh from not these but just a variety of different uh models from different ranges from my mini yeah. factory that they they do physical products on and they all mm -hmm. look very very nice um, yeah mm -hmm. are you one yeah. <laughs> you're a mob beast don't worry about that yeah. i know there's one <laughs> over there somewhere but i'm not wearing my glasses and i can't see it's just great. <laughs> yeah. uh, i should great. also say that um uh the folks at um great i don't just do the space Force stuff uh they've been working on a whole host of bits and pieces uh as part of their mm -hmm. collection <coughs> if you go over to their their on their only games store jerry and this then one? just click on their little name oh there you go you can see them all there so they do various bits and pieces for all the different other legions that you might think mm -hmm. of as well so they've done some really nice bits and pieces in there Trailer for kind of dark and angels and all that kind of yeah that kind Trains. of things yeah so loads of different pieces uh for various chapters depending on which way you wanted to go you know, dark angels or black templars or everything else in between um and it's just really nice for those people that want to kind of add a little bit more of a unique edge to their chapter of choice um and since the space marines are getting a new <coughs> are getting a new book this weekend uh for you to go and pick up and all that kind of stuff maybe this is a good option for you to sort of Go off in a different direction mm. and make a chapter that looks very different from the, the one that your friend might have. So, yeah. And they don't they don't do full miniatures. These are just conversion kits for the yeah, plastic. Yes, so it's all conversion yeah. kits. Yeah, yeah. So, and the other thing that I was a little bit worried about, especially with some of the stuff that's a little bit more ostentatious in terms mm. of detail and things, is that I would I wasn't I was concerned that it wouldn't fit with the kits mm -hmm. but they've clearly gone to the effort of actually doing a little research and sort of tinkering around with things in terms of what are, are produced officially um because i played around with some of the larger shoulder pads and cloaks and all sorts of different things and it all fitted together really mm -hmm. really well um so it's just uh just a case of chopping off bits as you see fit and replacing them with others like i just chopped off the hand of one of my uh my lieutenant or wolf pack leader sorry mm -hmm. and just added the sword on instead did the new shoulder pad and the head and everything and uh, away you go so yeah very cool stuff i would say from them Bob, not not sponsored brother. Yeah. <laughs> i should say not sponsored but i just thought they were cool <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you do you big man so, you do yeah. you yeah some nice stuff there primal hounds mm -hmm. from great tide studio so mm -hmm. you know like i say you've only got five hours left for that but it looks like the uh the actual campaign will be up and about for a little yeah, longer be anyway uh, so you can have a nosy with that <laughs> right uh, we have a couple of kickstarters to take a look at uh, <coughs> and we're going to be starting with Warseer which is Legends of Signum 2 mm. the quickening from Signum yes. <laughs> Uh now this is a fantasy game that myself and Shay has played yeah. yes. uh, so it is a second edition for Legends of Signum. Uh, the initial game, and I've done some unboxings in the past years ago for different factions for it. Um, the game itself is a mix of um, card building and, and city, or sorry, card deck building, city building, and miniature game. Uh, beforehand, it was um, based on, on a, a flat, mass with measurements inches that sort of thing they've changed that up to make the gameplay faster so it's a hex based um and they've also tweaked how the deck building and how the city building and and resource management side goes now so you have an interesting concept where every time you a card goes into your graveyard it sort of boosts your income um which 
theoretically means it's kind of self-leveling then um, because as things get killed including the things you summon in your little characters that your hero brings with uh, they may cost you some to bring to the board but then whenever they die you get some back uh, which helps keep you fighting fit when you're playing through it uh, so as you can see here uh, we played a, a prototype version of the game so we're not it's not 100 percent settled yet uh, there's some things that still need little tweaks in there um, but there's the two factions the free city of Valor, who are uh, some sort of communist filth that Shay was playing, and then the, <laughs> the Iron Nest, who were going there to free the peoples from the free city of Valor, uh, who uh, obviously need freed, desperately, desperately need freed from the <laughs> just, thumb just, of tyranny on them. Is that right, Shay? Just, just yep. going to say it, Jerry. Leshin vibes. Oh, there are in some places. Um, so yeah, the the. Gameplay itself, like I say, you've got a, a deck building. Um, certain <coughs> factions will have a core deck, and then the hero you bring will add 10 more cards to that deck, so they become more sort of um, integrated in that way. Uh, this was what we played with. So this is the Iron Nest at the top and then the Free City of Lore at the bottom. Um, but there's the potential then to play around by adding new bits and pieces in uh, and tweaking the build-up of your faction. Um, and then thing we didn't really do so much of um, is the, the city building side because it can be quite extravagant but you can tailor the length of your game so we played a, a sort of a medium style game you can play a longer game by having more cards in the victory deck and when the victory decks burnt through that's the end of your game so you right. can set your time limit essentially you can go right we'll we'll put half a dozen or so less cards <coughs> in here to knock a, a, a chunk of time off or maybe we'll play the full uh, feet deck in there so that we can play till the, the cows come home and it means then you've got more time to build up your city and the city then gives bonuses and maybe armor or weaponry or um magical abilities uh i don't think i got like a single building out shay no you didn't before you shay built the library and that was yeah. it yeah he went library and just chucked with then he had a very magic magic heavy hero um, right. that he was all about chucking around uh, so as you can see the core set is uh, the the mats, all the, the cards and tokens you need, plus the um, figures from the, the two sets. But then there are supplemental bits and pieces you can pick up, like the funky wooden hex-based stacking looks trays. <laughs> yeah, you can buy it. You can get that separately. It, it's yeah. They nest inside each other so that you can oh, put them away. And then whenever nice. you're playing a game that has tokens and stuff, you can oh, you see it there. deconstruct it and then put your bits and pieces in there. Look, minion tokens. Minion Shay. Minions. Minions. Lots of minions. Anyway. Terrible. Um, so obviously upgrades with the likes of neoprene mats and things like that are uh, available for your, your play areas. Uh, just to just to give that nice little flush look, that swish. Um, but on top of that, a whole host of additional figures uh, for both factions, including that. I, have I adore that. To paint. Um, that's not the final sculpt yet. There'll be something um that it will set on so that, that little goblin airship will have a little scenic base type topper that it, it fits oh, into cool. um because i was looking at it and going i might be able to get that on a tree just hang the uh anchor into a couple of the branches and then just pin it in there uh but it's a ridiculous bomb throwing thing and it's it's like huge it's really it's a really big chunky game that with extravagant huge sculpts uh i know for the previous iterations all of the cards for all of the the characters and models 
are available to download for free off Signum Games website. And I believe they're going to do the same with this. So if you already have some of the models or if you fancy picking some of the weirder wacky models up, um, then you can always get the cards from it. So you don't have to, mm. to worry about card decks. I think they did sell them separately anyway. And there's Blaze Hart, the Alpha Automaton. I've seen him before. He was in the Fantasy Commander small scale uh, uh, board game. Uh, that they did on Kickstarter a few years ago. Uh, I got my shipping notification for that last week. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to see the the world that Signum have built get a, a bit more of an expansion. Yeah. Their miniatures are absolutely stunning. They are gorgeous. Um, I, the only thing I was gutted by or annoyed by was I didn't have enough time to paint them, so I just had to go for our playthrough with just like a two-tone colour on them because the miniatures are really nice. There's a, a massive centaur type fellow with a huge hammer who was in um shay's force i can't remember what he's called um but he's got a huge pair of bollocks swinging at the back end and i really <laughs> wanted to paint those just like just huge glowing nuts uh, i tried to focus on them a few times when we were playing and hopefully that comes through in the let's play that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's one way to do osl yep. um but yeah but the, the the style aesthetic it's something that's grown over the years um they, they had a very uh whimsical Rackham confrontation. It was very Rackham. Uh, adjacent yeah. style, because obviously they were heavily influenced by that. Uh, mm -hmm. And they've come up with something that's just absolutely spanking. I really like the the figures that they do for it. So, yes. Interesting. I assume they're going to bring in, uh, well, I assume the other factions will find a way into this at some point then with, yeah. the, with two. Yeah. I don't know how quick after this that the the plan is for the um the the miniatures on the site already because they have things like the um oh i'm trying to remember the name of them the unicorn is the nature-based wood elves and then there's yeah. the spider elves the akira mm -hmm. they are uh who are deeply disturbing um obviously they exist already and then there's a very um japanese fox based faction as well they've yeah, got a lot like more Sudi style yeah i imagine like before those cards will be available to to pick up in a pack or just to oh, download from the website um because yeah. a lot of this it's not so much of a, a change from the first edition the movement uh changes and then the mechanics for the fighting change because before it was a little mini combat deck <coughs> where you would draw cards and the card would have like so many hits and so many crits and stuff so you, you could if you were good at card counting you could work your way through that deck and know what was right. coming um they've replaced that with a a system of gold silver and bronze dice um which have different levels of hits and misses on them and then you can step up and step down dice depending on different abilities um so That's a cool system so i think a lot of the a lot of the the existing models it won't take much to update their cards because they, they don't have walls of text on the cards the the rules are are in english and that handles all the you know keywords and symbols so if a lot of it is symbol based it might be mm -hmm. that they're able to do it in a relatively short amount of time um, very cool she also has an alternate head i put the head on with the helmet like in her card because i think it looks nicer it's got the big flying Fair. wings bit valkyrie but there's a few like that there's a zealot with a spiky face mask which you can just leave off altogether so the the resin models are really top notch um yeah. and she is just a delight to blend to the healing hand uh until she decided to start hitting her with a hammer because <laughs> free city of valor hate women <laughs> <laughs> 
they're just the worst people and they need the iron nest to come in there and just do <laughs> do them. We yeah. were equal opportunists, all right? Yeah. Uh, uh, it didn't matter who you were killing, is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. We don't discriminate. So That's you're like, an equal, equal opportunity offender. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, you can have a look through it. You can download the rules. Uh, and There's even a demo on Tabletopia and, like I say, our, uh, our videos out there as well. So yep. plenty in there, plenty uh, of expansions. They've already been funded. Uh, so if you're interested in doing something a little bit Quackay. It's a, a an interesting little uh board game, I would say. Min miniatures miniature skirmish game on a hex map. It's you know, it's it's old school almost. Everything old is new again. That's what they tell me. <laughs> so yeah, there are um twenty-three days left on that if you fancy backing the legends of Signum. Nice. Now going away from the weird fantasy and into the more relaxing sedate fantasy with Cubicle Seven. Yeah. And they yeah. have a Kickstarter as well. Uh, so this is a new Kickstarter from Cubicle 7 uh, for their fifth edition collection, which they call Vault 5e. And this tends to be books. Uh, they've done a journey one of, of, uh, before this, Uncharted mm, Journeys, which is all about sort yeah. of um, traveling throughout your fantasy lands and the encounters that you find yourself having along the way. Um, so it's a nice little supplement to what ex already exists for D&D &D and also for other games as well, if you just wanted to do a little bit of tweaking uh, to kind of help you out in your campaigns, uh, be you a player or a games master. Wow. This uh, book, A Life Well Lived, does something similar, uh, but it helps you kind of flesh out your characters and make them feel more real life, I guess you'd say. So with this book, you get to do effectively all the things that your characters <laughs> would be doing when they're not off killing things in dungeons <laughs> so you get what's called their new life pass system which allows you to plot out what they did as in their life before they took on uh the life of an adventurer this is by no means a new thing in role-playing games mm -hmm. loads of role-playing games have had this previous to this i know uh cyberpunk is very famous for having this kind of thing as well as uh traveler had a system like this as well oh, but this one's been designed what was that, sorry? Traveller system was yes. immense. Oh my god, long my traveller characters, they lost eyes, hands, <laughs> then, then sometimes you get their to the lives. End, you get drummed out of the military and you go, oh, yeah. I've got to start again. Uh, no, I was I was actually, I started looking at you guys playing the Doomed. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's one that actually feels, you might actually die before you get to play. Yeah, it, it's very, very, uh, very brutal in some mm. cases. Thankfully, this one's like a little bit more yeah. yeah. Um, so with this life path system, you'll learn what your character's life was like before they became an adventurer. So you might look at um, who their family members are, who their enemies are, who their friends are, where they came from, what jobs they did, and all that kind of stuff. And it's all effectively fuel for the GM, the DM, to then make your life a misery, which is tends to be the case with these kind of things. Because mm. <laughs> you, you can never have a nice backstory most of the time. Uh, the DM will always do something to make it terrible. and Tragedy? Builds character exactly. Oh, yeah. Tell you what, if you just came from a really nice home, yeah, you might just be a nice farm boy. Yeah. He went off on an adventure, and everyone everything was fine. But who oh, knows? No. Um, you'll also be able to dive into kind of uh, adventures that happen to your characters away from the dungeons in the midst of your campaigns. Mm. So they've got a whole new set of downtime activities that you can dive into. So if you want to, um, it maybe your character has a job, or maybe they, you know, maybe they're a guard, or they run a tavern, or something like that. Uh, maybe they go off and do something else. Maybe they do some learning in a school or something. They've really t delved into sort of uh, 
expanding that for your mm-hmm. D&D games and obviously beyond uh, to kind of really add some more flavor to your characters as you go through. It's something that I uh, I think a lot of people really like about, um, well, it, event, it was originally Adventures in Middle Earth and mm-hmm. then obviously got is now with the one ring the one there's ring, lots yeah. of things built into those games where you can sort of find out what happened between your adventures because i really like this the emphasis that cubicle seven have put on this idea that you don't just have campaigns that just link one game into an into the next kind of thing mm-hmm. so you're not constantly on an adventure sometimes you might have a year off where you don't go killing goblins and you go back to your city and you you know you run your business and all that kind of stuff check it on the wife and kids exactly yeah (laughs) i think that's a good way of doing things um in addition to that they've also added in campcraft activities so when you sit down to do your uh camp for the night you can delve into all sorts of things like song singing and sort of brewing stuff and herbalism and all that kind of thing there's patrons so this is something that they've done in other games like um imperium maledictum where they had a patron system so these are characters that are kind of like helping you through your life uh in one way or another for good or ill and they've sort of they've built that into the uh, fifth edition rules for what you're doing here and they also have a whole set of tables and sort of things you can dive into to find out what happens to your character after they've finished adventuring so say you actually get to retire <laughs> I mean, there's a whole section of uh of what to happens to your characters after the fact in there as well yeah. I, think it's quite I really nice. like this they did say it's going to be supplemental to the c7020 system as well yes um yeah. so it won't just be even though it's based for 5e but mm-hmm. realistically with something like this it works for any i'm yeah. going to say any fantasy because i don't know exactly what the the ins and outs of it is but but any fantasy rpg regardless of system it's a good way of helping generate stuff and uh, i did a little article on the the site and in that i pointed out if you're a brand new gm and party mm-hmm. the hardest part is coming up with a character because the alternative is you go i'm just going to be a stat stick i'm going to play a barbarian yeah. with 16 in strength and 16 yeah. in constitution and, and all you are is a set a of numbers of muscles yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and this this adds so much more helps both craft the character um and, and give inspiration and also craft story hooks for the gm yep. because you know once he knows that you're uh, you know, a farm boy looking for adventure from a really nice village then at some point that village is getting warlocked oh, oh yeah. my god yeah. so oh, yeah. many warlocks you won't just you won't. a light dusting of necromancer and the last yeah. time you and the next time you come home you discover they've all been warlocked to death and yep. then that gives you a new villain to go looking for mm-hmm. or alternatively the patron system as well that the person who's picking you up and chucking you into holes in the ground to murder hobo your way through um he he may turn a wrong and or maybe you could retire one of your characters and they could become a patron for a new exactly later on yeah mm-hmm. so it's i think what, what's re- what's what's really nice about this book as well obviously because you say it's got that link into the c7020 mm. start of things as well is that they they created a game called broken weave which was on mm. kickstarter last year i want to say and that's coming to fruition very, very soon. Should be getting the book. Um, there's already been releases of a whole bunch of PDF stuff for that as well, which has been very nice to read through. Yeah. Um, but that game is very much one about exploration and adventure and diving yes. deep into your characters. And this feels like a perfect supplement yeah. to that as well. Especially where um, the because the, the world is crumbling in that one. Mm-hmm. And, and so the the focus yeah. on your little enclave of of 
people wherever they happen to be in the world and you may not be able to reach out and touch any other communities because yeah. things keep uh breaking down so that being able to have a, a real fix into that area with something like this and, and then start sort of adding layers of humanity to the various uh, characters around you mm. um was a lot of fun i mean one of my favorite games uh was pendragon and i had a a very um antecedent system the idea would be you would want to leave something behind for your progeny and your progeny's progeny and, and so on and so forth so you would you would you know start a family you'd have kids you'd have to make sure that you know you didn't have your lands taken off you because you were terrible or whatever or mm. maybe get extra ones granted and then down the line you would retire your character and then pick up and play their children and children's children and so on so you would have mm. generational gaming like that yeah. and it was sort of mm. baked into the whole the whole idea of uh the the lineage became much mm. more important and this opens up a lot of other games that don't really have that a lot of people look at especially D D. it's how quickly can i get to level 20 and punch tiamat or god in the face um <laughs> but in reality very few people ever stick around that long yeah they either they they get killed up or the party breaks down and they start a new party or a new group or whatever it happens to be but having it where you can go well that character then maybe goes off and retires or goes off and works the farm for a few years and then mm -hmm. some young scrappy adventure goes i heard you used to be a bit of a swordsman mm -hmm. can you help me uh my family were kidnapped by cobalt and well you pulled back in only three days from retirement back, back for one last ride <laughs> that, that type of thing so. yeah but you could also have it that depending on how deep you go depending on how much training you give to that next generation gives you like maybe a boost to where you're yeah. starting at mm -hmm. so if you're an absentee parent your kid's not getting trained so much yeah yeah too much adventuring for yourself not enough time spent on your kids there's lots of ways to do it so yeah it's it's nice to say and i think as a supplemental book to run alongside the um the encounters the uh uncharted journeys uncharted, uncharted journeys, journeys uncharted. Yeah. um i think that that's great because then you've got what happens between your adventures and then what happens when you're traveling to the adventure and beyond mm -hmm. um they're, they're just nice ways to change up not every game has to start and end and go straight to the murder pit Yes. You know, you can you can have so much more if you just don't take your you can actually role play and <laughs> just head off into the, the wilderness. So yeah, uh, nice to see. Funded as mm -hmm. we expected. Cubicle seven, they, they do good work. Yes. 15 days left. So if you fancy having a new life and making up sure it's a well-lived one, then you've got plenty of time for that. Mm -hmm. And that wraps us up for another week. Well done, us. Yay. So, Yay. Pat yourself in the back and drink. Um, we shall be back on Sunday for the XLBS. If you're not already a cultist, come and join us over on tabletop.com and you can get a 30-day backstage trial. Kick, kick around, see what's happening, see what we're talking about. Who knows? We certainly don't. Uh, don't forget, if you want a chance to win one of the three Sarissa Precision vouchers, you need to comment on this video on tabletop.com. Not the YouTubes, because you need to link your project. Link us your projects. Linky, linky. Do as Papa Jerry says. <laughs> and on that note, we'll see you next week. Have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on. <laughs>